This week on Missions Today. It's interesting. I was uh, a child of, uh, of outreach. A person walking down our street invited a 10-year-old boy to church. So I went to my mom and said, hey, can I go to church? And she said, you know, absolutely not. But we'll check out the church as a family. And we checked out a church and that church shared with us the good news of Jesus Christ. And uh, I came to faith as a, as a young man, uh, but never got over the fact that someone, someone went to find me. A young boy and his family reached by someone who, as he said, went to find me. Hi, I'm Colin Lambert, and this is Missions Today from Resource Global. And that, my friends, is the essence of missions, going to find those who are lost, taking to them the good news of the gospel of Christ. Well, that was how it all began for my guest this week, Paul Davis, the president of ABWE. ABWE is an organization committed to multiplying leaders, churches, and missions movements among every people group in the world. They work with individuals and churches to help them get more familiar with and more engaged in that process of going, serving, and sharing. I want to encourage you to stay with us to hear more about how ABWE's work is growing and how you or your church might just be able to help. Paul, welcome to Missions Today. Great to have you. So good to be with you, Colin. I want to learn a lot about your story and what you're doing today, but before we get to that, can you just tell us a little bit about ABWE, who you are, what you do, what kind of ministry you're involved in? ABWE is a mission-sending organization. Uh, we work with about uh, 400 sending churches to send uh, over 1,000 missionaries to 84 different countries and contexts. We're 95 years old this year. We were started in 1927 by a, a medical doctor in the Philippines who was uh, uh, who started a mission sending agency because uh, uh, he was passionate about doing medical work as well as proclaiming the gospel. And so we're known for a lot of our medical works. We have several major hospitals in uh, in countries around the world. And uh, we have uh, many doctors uh, that are a part of our organization, but we're primarily a church planting organization. Our, our mission is to, to multiply leaders through evangelism and discipleship, gathering them together in churches, and then gathering churches together to start missions movements. So that's kind of our mission and history in a nutshell. Tell me a little bit about your history. Uh, maybe just start with the, your faith journey. How did you come to know Christ? It's interesting. I was uh, I was a, a child of, uh, of outreach. A person walking down our street invited a 10-year-old boy to church. So I went to my mom and said, hey, can I go to church? And she said, you know, absolutely not. But we'll check out the church as a family. And... Um, and we checked out a church, and that church shared with us the good news of Jesus Christ. And uh, I came to faith as a, as a young man, uh, but never got over the fact that someone someone went to find me. And so I uh, got into youth ministry and pastoral ministry. Uh, my wife and I have uh, been in, in serving churches for 30 years. And while we were serving churches as a pastor, we obviously engaged in world missions. And that world missions burden blossomed 
uh, as I began serving on the board of ABWE as, as, a, as ascending church pastor and uh, uh, working behind the scenes in the leadership of, of ABWE. And, um, and then eventually the, the board asked us to, to step in in leadership. And uh, we felt woefully underqualified as a, as a pastor, never having been a missionary, but having sent missionaries and loved missionaries and served missionaries. And so we've taken that as kind of our mandate for ministry that while we probably will never be a missionary, uh, we can care for them and send them and serve them and the churches that send them serve those churches well. So that's kind of that's kind of how missions bloomed in our lives. Yeah, it's awesome because I often hear, and we've even talked about some of the research about how young people who are impacted by people with missional intent or missional activity often find themselves, they are most likely to find themselves at a later point engaged in mission or ministry type activity. And so uh, your story fits right in with that. And I, I love the tale of someone reaching out to you at that age. And, and it sounds, you know, very much like what many Baptists are used to, kind of the vacation Bible school, get the kids, talk to them. And and uh, we all know it's great to be able to reach kids at, a, at an early age, because the older you get, it seems it's uh, more and more difficult to reach people with the gospel message. Before we go more deeply into ABWE, as you were a pastor for so many years, you said you were involved in missions. Talk for a moment just as a pastor what was your mindset toward missions, and 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 how did you formulate kind of what what are we going to do as a church? How do we formulate our missions objectives as a church? I, I believe that the mission of the church is wrapped up in the Great Commission, right? I think uh, uh, many of us would do that, and you know the key word there is make disciples. And so, as a church, uh, we wanted to be a disciple-making church. And one of the key aspects of disciple making is equipping people to go, to make other disciples. And so we took that seriously. When I was in youth ministry, uh, we divided our calendar year in youth ministry into three parts. We had a, an evangelism and discipleship part. We had an a discipleship and evangelism section. And then we had an equipping part of our year. So September to December would be evangelism, and we were reaching out to students. And then December through March, we would be doing discipleship. March through June, we would be doing equipping for ministry classes. And part of our equipping for ministry was equipping students to be able to go on a missions trip. And so our, our whole plan for discipleship of youth was gearing them to be able to go out on mission. And so when we became a, a lead pastor in our organization, we held that to be true as well, right? That we're equipping adults in the entire church, not just to uh, not just to grow and be mature believers, but to be mature believers that can recreate themselves in another person. And so uh, our church have planted a church uh, because um, it kick-started that discipleship process where I can't just be a worship leader. I have to be a worship leader who creates another worship leader because we need two worship teams now as we're planting a church. And so that missional dividing and multiplying and, and discipling another person, replacing yourself, building that right into our, our, our church dynamic was important to us as a leadership team. Again, as a pastor, how did you or did you separate or plan out mission activities 
domestically versus internationally? Did you do some of both? Did you do that intentionally? What what did that model look like in your church? Yeah, we had a very active, what we called a missions team. And uh, our, our missions team helped spearhead our international uh, ministries and outreach. And, uh, and we had relationships with uh, folks who God was calling to uh, go to the nations. And uh, we would find those partners and work with those partners, support those partners, pray for them. They would be an extension of our church ministry. Uh, we also looked to intentionally send. And, uh, and we had several powerful couples uh, on that missions team that would help when we had a young person or maybe even not so young person who God was calling into ministry or who we found was extremely gifted for ministry, those couples would begin meeting with them, again, having intentional conversations about equipping and discipleship, uh, preparing them to go. And, uh, and we sent several college-age students on you know, summer-long trips, and uh, we would send youth ministry on week-long trips, and we would send people on short-term, year-long trips, uh, all preparing and gearing people up for what ultimately our desire was to have a, a long-term missional relationship. And, uh, and our, our partner of choice at our church was ABWE. And that was really how my relationship formed. Uh, we appreciated uh, the depth and the breadth of the ABWE missionaries that we had become partners with. And, uh, and we were able to send our young people who, again, we saw as gifted missionally uh, to ABWE missionaries in a variety of places around the world. And, uh, and that partnership grew as they would actually begin mentoring our young people. You said uh, you began your time at ABWE as officially as the president in 2017. That's about five years ago now, four and a half, five years ago. Uh, you also said specifically you felt woefully inadequate kind of because you had been a pastor. You hadn't been a missionary. Talk for a moment about those early days, 2017, moving into ABWE. What to you seemed extremely challenging, and, and what did you see God do in those early days as you walked in a little bit trepidatious about what was ahead? Pastoral ministry is a, is a very much in-person type of ministry. It's life on life. It's rubbing, you know, it's rubbing our lives with each other. Uh, running an international sending agency, <laughs> that's, um, it, it's, much of it is by extension. Much of it is, is cross-cultural all around the world. And so I think the dynamics of uh, what we found similar was the leadership skills that you develop as a pastor shepherd um, are important to leading and shepherding an organization like ABWE. So those were very similar. The way that you applied those though, uh, through long distances, through Zoom conversations, uh, uh, that became, that was the challenge. How, how do I apply the leadership skills that God has taught me, um, that my life experience has brought me? How do I apply those in cross-cultural situations and to, um, and to situations where you can't really do life on life? You have to do you know, influence by extension or working through a regional leader or working with a national partner through a missionary. And those dynamics were uh, very different. And so I felt like, Colin, it was, it was a good opportunity for the Lord 
to humble me uh, and to realize, okay, yeah, you've been in leadership for, for many years. Let, let's see you get thrown into a mix that you just don't know what to do. And, uh, and God pro- surrounded me with a tremendous leadership team. And, uh, and they were so gentle with me and they're so helpful and uh, they're so gracious to, uh, to, to let me stretch my wings, to let me fail some, and, and, but also to, to let me share good, uh, good and new ideas that have, have turned out to be effective in, in some cases. Talk for a moment about the impact of COVID on your work and the work of your people. And COVID has been an honest mixed bag. It's been devastating to our teams, especially in countries that have had draconian uh, lockdown measures. Uh, you know, they've proven to be mentally unhealthy situations, right? Those lockdown situations. And God has sustained our people through those difficult times. You know, we've had uh, multiple really devastatingly sick missionaries with with COVID, that, that's always uh, very difficult. Uh, we had more emergency evacuations from places this last couple of years than we've had, I think, in the history of our organization. Um, some because of COVID, some other things, but still very difficult when you're doing uh, evacuations like that. So that's been the dark side. And I know you've heard this from so many others, but the bright side has been how creative and willing our global team has been to pivot ministries to do it different ways you know the obvious one is online but there have been just unique ways of serving community and feeding people and going going out in ways that don't endanger or break laws but uh, uh, still getting into people's lives and story after story of of new way, blossomed out of, okay, how do we do ministry right now? Uh, well, you know what, it, it's become a print ministry, or it's become a video ministry, or it's become a, a ministry by sending care packages to, to the neighborhood next door. And uh, all of these outreaches have borne fruit in ways that were unexpected. It's incredible to see how, um, and pivot is a, such a great word for what people have had to experience during COVID. And obviously you all have been able to move through that and continue to make a difference in people's lives. Uh, again, you've been there a, a, almost five years or right around five years. Tell me what has been in your mind the greatest change in your work or in the way you do your work uh, in the last five years? Well, God has been blessing us in, in a unique situation, and we've seen an outpouring of new missionary candidates coming through. And it's been a, a surprising increase. But the last two years, a, a good year for us as an organization would be to send 30 or so new missionaries out, 35 uh, new missionaries out from our organization. Uh, the last two years, we've had about 80. And so we've seen a, a doubling of the number uh, of our team going, you know, launching into new ministries. Uh, this has created new challenges and new opportunities. Um, as we're finding, we're able to launch new fields. We're specifically targeting unreached people groups. And so uh, we've seen uh, just one new field just open up just this uh this year already uh, in Southeast Asia, we're excited about that, and God is sending people. It brings challenges, though, too, because 
Uh, we currently have about 170 missionaries that are doing pre-field ministry that is building a prayer support team and a, and a financial support team to be able to go and do their work. And uh, so, so right now, Colin, I, I need, I need 170 churches to just step right up, right on, you know, and, uh, and help us. And uh, those people that God has gifted to give and supply for the needs for ministry, uh, those folks, we're praying for those folks to find and, and see these gifted young people that God is calling out into all the nations of the earth. Paul, in, in simple terms, what does it mean for a church to step up? What does it mean for a church to get on board with you? Yeah, we're looking for uh, churches that desire to have a relationship with a cross-cultural worker, okay? So as God as God sends out from a local church, and we only work with local churches to send. So in other words, um, just as I, as an individual, if I said, I want to be a missionary, can I go with ABWE? Not necessarily, okay? Uh, we want to work with your local church. So I, in conjunction with my local church, as my church wants to send me out as a missionary, and uh, we work with that local church, well, we want this local church to partner with other churches in this individual. And so uh, we're looking for churches that, that say, give us an individual that we can have a relationship with that will, uh, that we can have an accountability part in, but we can have a prayer support in, and they can become our extension of ministry to, uh, to Southeast Asia, just to, to, to mention that area of the world. And so that can look like financial support. It can look like prayer support. It can look like uh, logistical support. It can look like sending teams uh, to, to help with whatever the, the, the platform of ministry is that the, the global worker is, uh, is choosing to, uh, to reach the nations with um, in planting churches. And so that support looks like a variety of ways. So when I say stepping up, I, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a variety of ways. It looks more like a relationship. As far as where you're sending people into the various areas of the world where you send people, are you partnering with local churches on the ground there? Are they churches that you have planted that you then send people to, or is there another option as well? Yeah, I would say all three of those scenarios. <laughs> there, are, there are multiple options. Um, as we are looking for new opportunities, we often look for a national partner. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, one of the parts of our, our ministry team is uh, Live Global. So Live Global is a part of the ABWE family of ministries. And it, it's the, the part of ABWE that, uh, that builds relationships with national partners. Their, their whole idea is to connect North American churches with resources to worldwide ministries and ministry leaders who have vision, who have... Uh, the character and the ability to do ministry well, but they don't have resources. And so to just to build a relationship, and, and again, they work as a platform. They're like the Uber that supplies, you've got a car and you've got a person who wants a ride. They want to act like Uber and connect those two together. And so uh, that's one of the ways that we do that. But we also, we also do the hard work of going and engaging in a culture that's not your own, learning the language, building relationships with people, and, and planting a church where there is not an indigenous uh, church. And so we have those national partner connections. We have just doing the hard work. And, 
and we have a variety of in between like there may be a group of believers but no church and so part our team will come in and 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 help strengthen that that group of people and there's some people that are doing evangelism and discipleship and forming cell groups right now in order to birth a church out of those things we have teams that are doing medical work that are just providing a platform uh, for people to come to Christ so that we can again disciple and build churches and so and build and plant churches so it, there's a variety of formats that we're using Colin. Paul in our final moments here uh, share with us maybe one or two of your biggest challenges right now and how our folks can pray for you one, one of our biggest challenges is you know, borders, it seems like two or three years ago, borders were so porous. Um, you could almost get anywhere you wanted in the world. There were difficult places, and, and we understand that. And, and when your purpose is to go somewhere and share the gospel, there are countries that are closed and access. But um, I would say, Colin, one of the greatest challenges we face right now is there's so many places that are in so much tighter control right now. Uh, visas are, are difficult to get. Um, if you could pray for us to be creative, there are still ways into many of these countries, but our, our folks need to up the creativity level. And, and we want to be faithful with the gospel, uh, but we don't want to, we, we don't want to cause problems as well. So, so we need our team to be very creative, to be able to work through the issues, to be able to get to the places where the gospel is needed the most. So that would be that would be my challenge and my prayer request mixed together. Well, Paul, uh, I know there we could spend hours on each area of your ministry, but I just want to uh, say thank you for kind of giving us an introduction to ABWE. We'd love to have you back sometime and go more deeply into some of your specific uh, ministry work and maybe uh, some of the stories of what's happening in the field. But thank you for giving us a good overview of ABWE and, and the wonderful work that you're doing around the world, uh, both here in America and, and overseas, as you try to make connections between local churches and those on the ground. Well, thank you, Colin. Thank you for your ministry and uh, and sharing the good work that so many organizations are doing. We're glad to be a part of uh, your little family here. Paul Davis with ABWE doing great work equipping individuals and the church for missions and supporting missions movements around the world. And you know, I love at the end of our conversation when Paul said, glad to be part of your family here. It's such a beautiful picture of the body of Christ, family. And that is how I feel about so many of those I've had the opportunity to meet over the last year here on Missions Today. If you missed the podcast last week with Tommy Lee, the founder of Resource Global, the organization that produces this podcast, you probably missed me mentioning that this weekend is our one-year anniversary. And what a joy this first year has been. We've talked with missionaries in the field from South Korea to Rome, Italy to southern Spain. We've talked with the leaders of missions organizations that are planting churches, sending workers, organizing missions trips, exploring digital and even virtual opportunities, and more. We've talked with leading theologians in the field of missiology to get a feel for where and how the mission work across the globe is moving and growing. And we've talked with individuals whom God has given a direct mission to, to impact a specific group of people or places. And you know, after a full year of programs, I can tell you this, God is still on the move. 
He continues to change the hearts of people all around the world as missions methodologies continue to morph, adapt, and grow to meet people where they are. Though we may see the church shrinking in the West, in many other parts of the world, the church is exploding, and often in some of the most difficult and challenging places. Now, as we reflect over the last year, I want to encourage you to do a couple of things for me, will you? First, go back and check out some of the podcasts that you might have missed. They're all archived on your favorite podcast platform. Go back and listen to them. Find something that you like. And then secondly, I want to encourage you to share information as well. Share the podcast with someone else, with a friend, a family member. Share it to your social media. And let me remind you, all of our guests, we connect links there for them and their organizations and any other highlights that we talked about on the podcast as well. I'd love to have you as one of our Missions Today ambassadors. As you share those podcasts, you can help raise awareness about Missions Today. You truly are the best form of promotion or advertising that we can get. So if you love Missions Today, please, Tell a friend or share one or more of our podcasts on social media with one or more of your friends. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. Next week, we're going to talk with a man who runs an organization that helps local churches specifically go deeper with missions. As I mentioned, it would be so helpful if you would subscribe to the podcast, rate it, and leave a review on iTunes. That's always helpful. I'd love feedback from you as well. You can email me, clambert at missionstoday.com, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Missions Today Radio. I'm Colin Lambert. Thanks so much for being a part of the first year of Missions Today, a production of Resource Global.